0: By this time next year, Chicago voters will cast their ballot for a new office, the school board. If you didn't know, the Chicago Board of Education is the only public school board in Illinois to be appointed instead of elected. But that will change next November but only if Springfield can finalize a map. State lawmakers have just released the latest draft of the voting district map that will decide the leadership of CPS. So joining now for the latest and what we need to know, WBEZ education reporter Sarah Carp. Thank you for being here, Sarah. Hey. Good to see you. So this isn't the first draft. No, uh, <laughs> it's not the first draft. <laughs> it's not the first draft map of voting districts that we've seen. So we, we've been here before, but remind us what led up to this point.
1: So in the spring, um, the the Senate and the House committees that are charged with developing this map came out with different versions of maps. I think there might have been as many as three. And then they had these hearings and they asked for feedback. And, you know, they say that this map is taking into account feedback. Now, they were supposed to have this finalized by June 1st of this year, but because there was so much um discussion about whether the maps they had in front of them were good, they put it off. And now the deadline is April 1st, but a lot of the lawmakers are saying that they really would like to have it in place by the end of next week, the end of the veto session, because, you know, candidates, if you want to run, you got to know... What area to represent? Yeah. You'd be representing, so they want to
0: give um, you know potential candidates as much lead time as possible. So this latest version's got twenty voting districts. What can you tell us about those districts and and how they were created?
1: So the two important things is that one, they all have roughly the same number of people in them. So it's about one hundred thirty seven thousand people, and that's important according to some lawmakers because. They were needed or wanted to try and draw a map that would withstand, you know, legal challenge. And if if you have districts that are too small, and then other ones that are much bigger, you could be, um, you know, open yourself up to legal challenges. The other thing that this is, um, it, it's it lays. A lot of the discussion has been about the racial makeup of each district. Because you know the idea is that if you have a lot of voters in that district that are of one race or ethnicity that that might determine who's elected in that in that um, area. and okay. they want to make people really want to, you know pay attention to that because they want to have a school board that that represents the people.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, right now, uh, Chicago school board members are appointed by the mayor and throughout the process, what have folks been telling you about why they want to have an elected school board?
1: So this has been a fight for 20 something years for a really long time. Um, probably even before that. But I mean, as long as I've been covering Chicago public schools, there's been people saying we should have an elected board. It really came to the head when Mayor Rom- former Mayor Rahm Man- Manuel closed um, 50 schools. And, you know, this was this had been part of sort of a campaign of closing schools um in the previous decade. And during that time, a lot of people felt like the school board wasn't listening to them, that the school board's interests were more, you know, whoever the mayor's interests were. And so that's when this sort of, you know, momentum towards a, an elected school board gained steam. And, you know, eventually the the state legislature decided to go with what the people wanted I mean there were referendums in which you know a vast majority of people who voted in the referendum said they wanted an elected school board um so there's a lot of
0: pressure to oh, to do that and, and we know the demographics of the school district aren't necessarily the demographics of this city right just quickly walk us through CPS's student body
1: so this this is a big issue in this in this debate because the the student body of CPS is about forty-seven percent Latino, thirty-five percent Black, and eleven percent White and four point five percent Asian. However, the city is about thirty-three percent White, twenty-nine percent Black, twenty-nine percent Latino, um, and I believe like two percent Asian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the the issue here is that do you have a school board that reflects the city, or do you have a school board that reflects the um, the students in the school
0: district, mm-hmm. and that's that's where there's a lot of debate. And if you reflect the the, the students in the school population, you're going to have to skew majority Latino, right? Right versus this majority white body,
1: right? And then how do you draw up the this map? Because you know Chicago is very segregated, right? <laughs> so you know how do you what do you do with areas? That are large where the majority is is white. Do you you know do you kind of um, gerrymander them so that they can you know slide into a Latino neighborhood? And mm-hmm. um, then there's also some constitutional questions around that too. I mean, you know, who, who are you lessening the vote of a, of a of a white person if you? make it so that they don't have as much power in a ward where they're the majority. I think that I think there's a lot of there's there's these questions. Now, now people would argue that if you don't have um a a school board that represents the students, then you lessen sort of the the power of the parents whose kids actually go to the school district. So mm-hmm.
0: State Rep Ann Williams of the 11th District leads the House Democratic CPS Districting Working Group and she said, "quote this latest map is the product of hundreds of hours of discussions and significant input from stakeholders across our Chicago communities, end quote. Your understanding, Sarah, of, of how community input has actually been incorporated into making these decisions?
1: Well, what's kind of interesting is, that, yes, there's been many, many hours. I've listened to hearings that are
0: many hours. and there's <laughs> There's been a lot of back and forth. Right. But
1: um, still people are not happy, I, I or at least some people are not happy, because um, – you know what what they did is they had started out with um i believe us uh, seven seven majority white seven majority black and um and six majority latino districts and now what this is what this would would be would be five majority white um seven majority black and six majority latino but then there's two um areas where the plurality is white but the um but latino have uh, population is significant mm-hmm. so that's sort of been the compromise that that they that they struck
0: yeah
1: um however you know people are a little concerned because they say in these um places where the plurality is white but there's a significant latino population will that mean that a latino um person could actually get elected because you know maybe not all maybe there's fewer latino um people who have you know who have citizenship and so mm-hmm. will they all be able to vote and so it still might be hard for for those for those candidates to to get the the you know to get the votes and 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 i i have to be clear i'm talking about um the percentages that I'm giving for, you know, these districts, these, this is the um, the voting age population, not necessarily the whole population. Got so, it. Just to be clear.
0: So how urgent is it for this map to get finalized, Sarah? I mean, because it's the third draft, and and lawmakers in Springfield have already blown through one deadline.
1: Right, right. And I, I do think that there is some urgency just because, yeah, look, there's a, a lot of issues still to be worked out. You know, people have to start thinking about who's going to run, who's going to represent their area. And if you don't know, you know, the the geographic boundaries, it's going to be hard for you to start mounting a campaign. I mean, in an area that has 137,000 people, these are not small areas. You're going to have to mount, you know, a fairly decent campaign. You're going to have to have some money. You're going to have to have some organization. And You know, if we if if you wait till the spring, then you're starting to get to the point where people are going to be scrambling. And I don't think we want this first election to have Mm -hmm. people
0: scrambling. Well, this question of a map that will elect a representative school board, that's not the only thing that the legislature um, needs to address, Sarah. So I want to in the couple minutes we have left, I want to quickly break down some of the other topics on the table. First, there are questions about whether to pay school board members. Right. Which some people say. uh, will make who can serve more democratic.
1: Right. I mean if if you can't um if, if if you if you can't be paid and you have a full-time job. I mean let me tell you I've sat through these board meetings, I've sat, sat through other um agenda meetings and all the different hearings. If you have to have a full-time job, um either you're going to have to have an employer that's very very, you know, sympathetic and will let you go or you are going to not be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And so it would cut out, you know, maybe um, working class and um, low-income parents, even though, you know, more than two-thirds of the school district are low-income families. So I, I think that people are very concerned about those, those families being, being cut out. I, I also want to mention that this coming election in 2024, there's only going to be 10 members that are going to be elected. Right. So one of the really, really big and really confounding issues is that if you draw a map with 20 districts then how are you going to make it so that only ha- only 10 you know people are elected? Do you combine the districts for the first election or do only half of the people get to vote? That's a huge question. I don't know what the answer will be, but there are pros and cons to both of them.
0: Yeah. Well, before I let you go, I want to clear up one more thing, Sarah. Unlike other elections, school board positions are nonpartisan. Right. So who is eligible to run and, and what would they need to know or do?
1: Well, this is a big question, but I mean, the only people who at the moment, and this is sort of controversial, aren't eligible to vote or run are people who are not citizens, which actually, you know, a lot of people say that's that's not a good thing because there's a significant population of undocumented students. So you want them to have some representation. So that's one thing. But otherwise, you know, anybody that would be able to run for any other office, you can run for this. There's a lot of conflict of of interest interests. Issues that people have to deal with. So, like, if if you're a teacher, if you're paid by the school district, I don't think you can run. If you work for an organization that has, or a company that has a, a, a contract with the school district, I'm not sure that you can run. So, there's a, there's some issues like that. But um, but generally, most people can
0: can run. Um, they can begin yeah. circulating nominating petitions on March 26th. <laughs> okay. Apparently, according to your story, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so- they got to collect 250 signatures. Yeah, so it's going to So yeah. that's
1: why I mean if you if you don't pass a map till April then you'd be you couldn't even do that deadline. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd have to move that deadline back. So you're starting to get very um, you know, very close and you know, it's I think it's kind of incredible that this is going to happen like next year at this time. You know, the election will, I think, just be like days away, the very first election. Yeah. And this is this is going to be a monumental It'll be moment. Very different. It'll yeah. be crazy. It's going to be insane.
0: We'll leave it there for now. WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp filling us in on efforts to create representative voting districts for Chicago's first school board election. Thank you, Sarah. Thank
1: you.